Culture and Psychology with Tabana. Warm hello to our Radio Bamdad listeners. Uh, today I'm sitting with uh, my friend and my colleague, Dr. Alexandradi from Tavana Organization. Uh, I'm happy that today we decided to continue our conversation from yesterday. And basically what we talked about yesterday, if you haven't listened to us, was more about relationship, rejection, and so many different cultural differences and practices, perceptions of women um, from men and men from women and, um, you know, opposite sex. And today we are going to talk about rejection and um what goes on in relationship? It's the most, uh, it seems most simple uh, event in life because we are relating to so many people as we grow up, but also it's very sensitive and very delicate topic uh, if we really want to be good at relating to different people from our parents, siblings, and then when we come to the society, our friends, our teachers, and then when we grow up and we have a job, um, you know, the uh, colleagues at work. So in every level of our life, relationship is very important. And sometimes uh, we are so much into our own world that we forget um, how delicate this topic is. Even as a friend, we have to be present. As partner, we have to be present. And we know that as psychologists, we see so many issues when it comes to us that basically is communication is not really uh, taking care of the person whom we are related to. So Dr. Andrade, today um, we want to talk about this and also to our young people or to our uh, you know, listeners who are dating or are looking for a partner. It is so important to know that there's always rejection in life and um, rejection is not a bad thing. Uh, of obviously it's not a good thing. We always, uh, you know, may just uh, you know have to deal with it but we have to understand that that is also part of uh, being related to someone yeah definitely i would say uh, relationships are effort and uh, people say sometimes all oh, relationships are work I, I don't like to think of that way i mean work is something we have to like begrudgingly do sometimes but we do need to put energy effort intent behind connecting with others and I think in, in the idea of rejection of putting ourselves out there and trying to connect with somebody, or as we've started to build a connection with somebody, when that goes uh, awry or doesn't continue for reasons uh, maybe related to us, maybe reasons not related to us, uh, it can be hard. I think a lot of times when people experience rejection, one of the first questions that comes to their mind is, you know, what's wrong with me or why am I not enough? And I think it can, is, is easy to go there in the sense that what we're trying to do is where we, we can't help but see the world through our own eyes. And so we kind of, I think more naturally kind of 
wonder if it's something that we've done or, or something we didn't do. And I think it's worthwhile to look at. It's a val- valuable question. I think we do need to ask that question that we you know what have we done um, or what haven't we done to, to make this relationship grow. But we also have to recognize too, I mean, relationships are, are both people kind of coming together, the other person, we have to really kind of see where they're at and what's going on with them. And I think there's the idea, you know, we can see we can Uh, kind of see a person through rose colored glasses or romanticize them like, Oh, they're so great. And and everything about them is perfect. Um, There may be a lot of great things about them too, but they are a person too. They have their own weaknesses, failings and shortcomings. And I think in, in, in more authentic relationships, what we're able to do is we're able to see and acknowledge those and accept those and those be part of what makes the person. Uh, now, whether somebody can uh, accept those within themselves uh, to the extent too that it even leads that person to push away from other people is, is an important question too, or if there's just not that chemistry there uh, for them in the same way that it's there for you. Uh, and it's unfortunate. I think it's hard when we hope for that more with somebody and we're putting ourselves out there and, and trying to be open and, and honest and vulnerable, and that's not uh, well received or that's not reciprocated. And it doesn't mean that we're bad or a failure to that, you know, we're not meant to be in a relationship. I think it just means that maybe that's not our person or that's not uh, something that can grow in the way that we would hope. But I think there's something in, in even just trying to open ourselves up and trying to put ourselves out there. Um, I, I kind of, along those lines, I tell people if, you know, a, a little sports analogy, you know, if you, if you swung and, and you, you're supposed to hit a home run every time, that's not reality. Like, you know, you swing, you try, you miss, you keep swinging. And so if you're putting out yourself out there and, and dating and trying to connect with somebody, you, you get rejection. It's part of meeting people. I think people think, oh, if I put myself out there, I'm supposed to meet the person the first go around or, the, you know, it's going to be instant that I meet somebody and it's going to be great. No, the reality is that there's probably going to be several people that you interact with and talk to and maybe even go on dates with, but it may not come to that point. Um, and, and not for a lack of trying or not because of, of something lacking within yourself. Absolutely. And that's why we have to always communicate. I think mm-hmm. communication is the most important thing. Sometimes we have perception or we have interpretation of what we heard that we can make a big deal out of that and we can have a different interpretation than what it really is. And we know if we don't ask questions, if we don't talk about that, we're gonna be in our own world interpreting something that may not even be there. Uh, I was talking to a young um, couple that uh, they're not married, but they were just talking about um, what happened, how they met. Mm -hmm. And then um, one of them, I can't remember which one, was saying that uh, right there when we were supposed to meet, um, she gets or he gets sick Mm -hmm. and then texts uh, the other person and says, hey, I'm sick, I can't be at the date. Uh, So the other person's perception was that, oh, she or he doesn't like me or change his mind or I can't remember it was their first date or second date. Mm. So they had, they were communicating about how they were going so much into this Mm. that the other person was really sick. (laughs) Then the third time or fourth time something else happens and then one of them, the pet was sick had to take the pet um, to the hospital or emergency. 
again, same thing. The other person was just making this whole story up that this mm -hmm. is fake. The, you know, the pet was nothing to do with the pet. Mm -hmm. And then it was really the pet who had to go yeah. to emergency. So what I'm trying to say, we better just not to make things up in our head. Many mm -hmm. times we make a mistake. We just mm -hmm. build things that it may not be true at all. We have this tendency to think you know it all. Oh, I know so-and-so is this, this, this. But that's not true. Mm -hmm. The communication opens the door and we can just um, explain and clear ourselves from the perception that the other person has. Yeah, I, I think along those lines, yeah, the, the rejection can reveal those insecurities that we have about ourselves, And in that, like you're saying, I think that communication is we need to, and again, I think relationships are trust. We need to trust that what that person is telling us is, is true. And it's hard to, I would say trust is, is gradually built. And when it's broken or shaken, it takes a long time to, to build and, and reheal. And it just can't be time that allows that it has to be uh, intention. So to, to build the, that initial trust in a relationship uh, and kind of see, you know, and, and really hear what the other person is going through and what they're experiencing. And if you're finding that somebody's saying, oh, I can't make it. And you're thinking it's, I'm horrible. Something's wrong with me. Uh, and they're like, oh yeah, no, I was sick. And you've already created this whole story in your mind. It's worth noting that you're, you're maybe unintentionally kind of, uh, of, you know, in this pattern of thinking where it feels as though there's something wrong with you. And, and again, I think we do it to some extent is natural, but if we find that it means that we're limiting our, those relationships, if we feel rejected and then we never talk to a person again, um, I always say that, you know, along those lines, at some point people are going to fail and not because it's intentional, but, but things happen. You know, we maybe say you and I were going to meet for lunch and you're like, Oh, I got a flat tire. And if I were to take that as rejection, like, oh, look, now she's making an excuse and she doesn't want to be my friend anymore. It's like, well, no, that's what happens in life. Things come up, things happen. And if we take those as an affront or intentional to us, then it's going to feel like a lot of people are always letting us down. So it's hard to see our patterns sometimes in regards to how we relate and how we connect with others. But if I think it's helpful to feel if we're always pulling back, if we're always on guard, you know, that might say that it, it's something that we're bringing to those relationships and, and we can start to try to reflect on that. So we can maybe start to try to connect and, and communicate even in different ways too. No, absolutely. And especially when um, we are with people from different culture, Sometimes we need to ask because maybe culturally we are different and culturally we do things that are different from what we have been raised with and what we know. So uh, learning about each other more and more is the best thing. Even in friendship, sometimes we have friends that we know for such a long time and we have, uh, you know, a surface perception of each other. But in reality, we really don't know them. And uh, sometimes I just feel like, you know, I know my friends to a level, but do I really know in different situations how they be behave, how they react, how, I mean, in general, you think you know people, but not to a level that you can really judge them. And judging is actually absolutely um, should be, I know it's very difficult. We all have judgment about different things, 
But if we are open and we don't judge each other, we have a better communication because always we have to put ourselves into a situation to ask questions, to learn more. Like you said that, what do you mean? And I know our friend, Dr. Rockers is that way. He always puts us at the situation mm-hmm. that when we say something, he has questions and he's trying to learn yeah. uh, rather than taking it as it is. Um, and, and I really feel like I have to try to practice that as well. I think every one of us has to practice and learn to ask questions. Yeah, I think it's just trying to understand. And and I think it's very common. I I think we all do it. I know I do it too, where I jump to my initial emotional reaction when I hear something. Like if you're like, oh, I can't do it. You know, and my emotional reaction will be like, oh, you don't want to. No, no, no. You didn't say I don't want to. You said I can't. And there may be more to that. But if I shut down, once I hear that initial you know, I can't do it, then I'm going to be offended, hurt, frustrated, and emotionally distance myself versus being able to be like, oh, well, no, you can't. Oh, you know, everything okay? What's going on? Oh, no, I got a flat tire. And so, oh, okay, no, take care of that. You know, we'll reschedule. And so, and, and then it can be just a minor bump in, in in the day versus it being this affront to you or this disappointment or rejection in your relationship, whether again, romantic friendship, family, whatever it may be. Uh, we're getting to a break, and I like to say some words in um, Farsi or Persian. Shanavandigan Aziz Radio Bamdad, Salome Garme Moket Matishoma, Gersedoe Moro, as Radio Bamdad, the Zabon Englishimishnavin, Morusai Shambo Yashambe, as Sate Davosato Yekibadazor, the Zabon Englishi, as Shakate Tavanobo Dutanas Hamkoranam, Dr. Rockers, and Dr. Andrade. در خدمتون هستیم و در مورد موضوعات مختلف روانشناسی صحبت میکنیم اگر کسانی در منزل هستن که فکر میکنین از این برنامه استفاده کنن کاهش میکنم ازشون دعوت کنین روزهای شنبه و شنبه به برنامه ما توجه کنن برمیگردیم در خدمتون هستیم و ادامه صحبتمون رو میدیم We are back with Dr. Andrade. Um, today, Dr. Rockers is not with us. Uh, we miss him. Obviously, we always have a trio when we converse. And today, Dr. Andrade and I are um, speaking about um, the relationship and all the perceptions that we have sometimes uh, from uh, our um, person, the person that we are related to, whether it's friends, whether it's um, um, our spouses or partner. And uh, now we are back and we are continuing our conversation. 
Well, one topic related to rejection that I know we've been thinking about, and I think it can be important and a little sensitive, but important to talk about for, with listeners mm-hmm. is the idea of um, rejection in regards to like uh, infidelity and, and cheating, um, or even sometimes I find even a lack of clarity in, in developing relationships. Uh, uh, there's different terms people use or hanging out, we're seeing each other, we're dating. Uh, and that doesn't always include the parameters of, you know, are we seeing other people? Are we dating? So I think um, there can be a lot of hurt and rejection that comes from trying to explore what a relationship is, as well as even what we thought it was. Uh, I find a lot of times, you know, we can struggle with making sense of why something happened in our established and agreed upon romantic relationship. And uh, again, it can be something that people take in a way where they take that inward as though they are, um, you know, failing, they're, they're not enough. Uh, there's a lot of hurt, a lot of disappointment, uh, uh, a lot of uh, you know, loss in regards to what we thought that relationship was. And, and as I mentioned earlier, the idea of trust, trust can be completely broken and shattered in that way. And so it's something too that, uh, you know, although it's very common in relationships, I, I recently, uh, last year, I should say, went to a training and it was something, you know, like 80%, uh, 70 to 80% as far as infidelity in relationships. And uh, those numbers, if I'm remembering correctly, I should say that too, just as a disclaimer, um, you know, um, those numbers are, are staggering and scary, I think, for a lot of people. Um, we know the divorce rate is like 52%. And, you know, I think if anything in life, we'd be like, hey, there's a 50-50 shot of this going well or not. You'd probably be like, no, I'm not going to do that. Like if you were to get on a plane, there's a 50-50 shot that this is going to work. You're like, no. I will drive. And so I don't think at many things in life, we would take that amount of risk in. Um, but there again, it can be uh, that that doesn't mean that's the norm. That doesn't mean that always happens. But when those things feel so risky in that way, uh, and we're putting ourselves out there uh, in, in our relationships, when those don't go uh, as we hope or as we uh, envisioned, it can definitely hurt people and, and leave them feeling very very, very hurt, very sad, very, very questionable about anything that they thought or believed. Mm-hmm. And um, I would say if you're in any relationship that trust is broken, it's very difficult. Mm-hmm. So trust, I think, is a major thing in, communi- in communication, in a relationship. Uh, when you trust, things are more clear, things are more comfortable, things are happier. But when trust is not there, I would question that relationship. Uh, And if you are in a relationship that uh, you have a hard time to trust the other partner, I think you have to really question the entire relationship. Because I feel like one of the major puller in a relationship is trust. Um, And then also, uh, you know, I always feel like trust communication, hobbies, um, you know, situations, these are important things in relationship. If you have that, and there's some parts missing, then you can work it out. But if the trust is not there, communication is not there, I don't really feel like this is a relationship that can get anywhere. I know there are people who are married for a long time, they have children, they have grandchildren, they feel like, okay, that's the life I've lived and I'm okay with it because, you know, what can I do if I break it, if I just break the family and I just live it. Um, 
that's one way of looking at it because then you have your own friends, you have your own, you know, um, way of living and you just feel like, okay, it is what it is, um, which I don't even agree with that because I feel like consultation, uh, marriage consultant, uh, there's always a way to work it out. And I've had the, you know, patients that they feel like, oh, we lived for 43, 44 years and now we have grandchildren. Um, yeah, we, we are just, we sleep separately, we eat separately, but we are just together because, you know, we've lived for 44 years. What do I do now? But I always say no, even to the last minute of your life, when you have a good relationship, your health is even better because we know that mind, body, spirit, they all work together. If you hold hand and you're close to someone, obviously the uh, oxytocin hormone will be, you know, um, better in your body. Um, so we all need to have good relationship, whether we are 40 years married, whether we are 50 years married, we have to work on our marriage. Is it worth it? Yes, absolutely. Because every second of our life matters, especially when you get older, you need to be on the side of each other for each other. Let me ask along those lines too. I mean, I guess a question that I hear from a lot of people is, you know, when do you, when do you know, you know, do you know when to walk away? At what point, uh, because I, I can hear that. And I think it's, it's, it is good to explore and try to, you know, repair, rebuild, heal uh, one's relationship too. But uh, it does seem at times where people have walked away and they are better and they are happier and they'll even meet somebody new sometimes and find that they, they'll, they'll build the life that uh, they've been wanting and they thought they were going to have. Um, but it, it turns out that they did need to walk away from that. What, what are your thoughts on that as far as like, when is there a point or, or what's that like to get to that I, point? Yeah, absolutely. You know, probably if you're fed up and you have tried everything and, and nothing worked, you probably know better. But I always feel like if you have children, grandchildren, you're at the level in life that you have a hard time even meeting someone or changing your relationship, try to work it out, try to communicate, try to, because I remember I had a patient who was just saying, there's no way that, you know, he's going to understand me. There's no way after all these years that he's used to do this this way or do that that way. But I said, have you ever told him that? She goes, no, it doesn't really matter because it's not going to work out. I said, no, don't assume you have to work and you have to. So anyways, after a few times that I was working with her, he came to my office. I asked her to bring him and he was a very understanding person. And then when I shared, he said, she has never told me these. If she had told me, I would have changed that because this doesn't kill me to do mm -hmm. it differently. So what I'm saying is sometimes we have our assumptions that yeah. like, even if I talk to him about that, he's not going to change after all yeah. these years that he's, no, communicate, try to yeah. work it out because it's always better. You have invested all these years yeah. to be together, to have children, to, you know, I always recommend try to work it out, try to have communication, try to see if you see someone who can help you and find your resources, uh, not just even 
directly going to marriage counselor, but I'm sure, especially in older generation, their resources, their family members, or, or even yourself, the best thing is work it out with two of you. And, and I agree in the sense of, you know, if there's that lack of, of clarity and communication and, and yeah, I think along those lines, both people have to be involved. Both people have to be willing. And I, I've seen it too, where that doesn't seem to be the case or for whatever reason, one person is kind of checked out. And I think it's tough because you can't make somebody want to work something out. And so I, I'm a firm believer in that our, our past doesn't have to dictate our future. I, and I hear this a lot too, especially culturally, um, like in the Latino culture, I've heard is this phrase, you know, it's your cross to bear, which means like, well, you married. So even if, and, and I'm not lying, I've heard it even where women who've been, you know, physically and emotionally abused, um, well, they married him. So you have to continue that. And I don't agree with that. I don't agree that if like, just because you're married, and you made that choice that you, that you have to, you know, suffer and not even if it's physical abuse, just any kind of, sure. um, you know, if it's not leading you to that point of happiness and yeah, trying to work it out and trying to have those open conversations. Um, but I think sometimes people do get to that point where, it, you know, and a lot of times people don't want to get to that point. I don't think anyone ever gets together thinking, oh, we're going to break up one day and I can't wait for that. It's, you know, I'm gonna get a new partner and it's gonna be great. No, we don't think of that. We, especially something like marriage too. I don't think people ever going in into that think they're going to get divorced or they don't plan that. Um, a marriage would look completely different if we did that. It'd be like a, a, a lease for a car. Like, all right, we're going to be there for three years and then we're going to, you know, part ways. Yeah, that's what we're doing. No, we're, we say till death do us part. And so it's something Thing where I think people take that very seriously and they intend that. But then again, like you said, I think it's very true. Communication, both people really putting that that effort and energy forth to ensure that that can, can build. I think too many people think, well, because we're married, that it's going to either fix itself or repair itself, or, you know, you have to because you're my spouse. Uh, there's no nothing says because you're my husband or you're my wife or my partner that you have to put up with all my, you know, attitude like that. I'm pretty sure that's not a vow. Uh, <laughs> but uh, again, I think people get these misconceived ideas of what marriage is, what relationships are even in that way. And they can kind of, I don't want to say take it for granted, but just assume that those things are going to be tolerated and allowed. Also, I've seen people that um, have been together for 10 years mm -hmm. and then as soon as they get married after a year or two they get divorced yeah so I've seen that. i was wondering mainly maybe because they feel like they have to end to get married because mm -hmm. they see all the differences they see this relationship is not working because if a relationship takes that long to get to marriage there's something wrong with that relationship unless you knew that you are studying, he's doing something, you have plans, and yeah. you get when this is done, then we are going to get married. So that's mm -hmm. fine, seven, 10 years. But if you really start dating, and then you feel like this is not working, I'm going to wait, I'm going to wait. And then sometimes mm -hmm. you go off, you come back, the other person goes off, you come back. I always tell my clients, you have to think about this relationship. Mm. This is a relationship that seems like if somebody leaves and then comes back again, there's something wrong with this. Because mm. if we really want each other and it's working, it's going to end to marriage within a year and a half or two. Uh, if you are at a situation that you don't have any bumps or any 
you know, anything in front of you. You have your job, you have uh, finished your school, you're really dating to establish a family. Then there's a problem if it takes too long and then somebody leaves the relationship and then they go dating some other people and then they come back. I feel like, you know, if they really wanted this relationship, <laughs> they would have a state. So yeah, I always yeah. tell young people that are dating and they say things like that to me. I always say, you know what? You better watch this relationship and don't get too serious until you're sure of that person who has left and come back. What was the reason? Why didn't it work the first time? And I've seen marriages after a year or two, after years of friendship and dating, they, it breaks. And when you think about it, when you ask them, they go, oh, we had so many issues with each other, but we were just used to being together. Um, and maybe they didn't want to um, try to end the relationship. Uh, they just get married and then they realize, boom, this is not working. And psychologically, I think they want to end in a happily married way. You know what I mean? It's like, let's end it in a happy way. So we get married. And then they try that and they, they get divorced. They don't think that there's nothing wrong after seven years, 10 years. If this is not working, break it. You don't have to get married and then break up because it's very hard when you're married and then you want to get divorced. There's so many things on the way. So oh, sure. my um, suggestion to our listeners <laughs> who are dating someone is, generally speaking, if you're dating for a year and a half and things are working, if you're ready to get married and relationship is good, you know, waiting too long is not going to change anything if you're establishing a family. If you have doubt, be very careful. It's better to break a relationship before marriage than getting married and break it. I agree with everything you said. I think the thing that I wonder maybe is a good way to put it, um, you know, is marriage, I guess it raises the question, is marriage the destination? Because there's people who I've known who've been together for 20 years and never been married, but been in faithful and commitment committed relationships too. So I think it is, and again, I don't want to give anybody an out. I don't want, oh, look, I don't have to get married. Like, no, I think there's a difference between using it as an excuse and to avoid marriage, uh, but then also to, you know, asking, you know, what, what works for the both of us, what really works for the both of us, which I think is a tough question, because if there's one person who wants to get married, and the other person's like, Oh, no, I don't want those labels, or oh, I don't want to deal with that. And it's more along the lines of what you're saying, you know, maybe a lack of commitment to that relationship. I, I totally agree. I think that's a problem. I think there is an emphasis because we know now people are getting married later. Uh, people are having kids later. Uh, uh, you know, those things are happening later, especially too, I, I wonder the impact um, that, you know, COVID and the economic uh, uh, current conditions are going to have on those things such as, uh, you, know, you know, marriage and family and things like that, or those things going to be delayed, uh, you know, people have to move back in with family uh, sometimes. And so we're not thinking about maybe those things in the same way. So I, I do think it is important to be very clear and uh, kind of open in your relationship as far as what that is. I, I, I think it's just, you know, does that mean marriage? Um, I think ideally, or traditionally, that's kind of that idea of that's where it gets to. And again, I guess my disclaimer is I've never been married. I, I don't know uh, 
in that sense. Uh, so, um, you know, maybe I think there's a lot of truth in what you're saying though, too. So I, I don't want to just be yeah, seen as no, negating what you're saying. Yeah. But you know what that you brought a very good point. Very. Yeah. You said is marriage the destination. That was a very good way to put it. I, I agree because you both have to really, I know people in their 40s, late 40s, or even 50s, they have so many opportunities to get married. They don't want to. They just feel like I'm happy. I don't want to get married. I don't want children. You know, depending on what is your mindset, what are you looking for? And I feel like our society in many ways is really getting to a point that that people feel that freedom. I don't have to get married because that's the way it has been um, for everybody. You know, I can live a good life without getting married. Many people, sometimes um, we hear that they have even children from each other. They're living together. They're good parents. They're good partners but they have chosen not to get married, you know? So our society getting, getting, is getting to a point that it just gives that okay, that this is how I want to live. I don't have to have the pressure of the society. We're getting to our next break. Shenvandegane Azizeh Radio Bamdad. Man be hamrahe hamkaram Dr. Alexandradi. Emruz dar khidmaitun hasim Dr. Rakers ke hamishe bama هم صحبت بود امروز در این قسمت برنامه نیستن با ما ما امروز راجب روابط زن و مرد ازدواج و اینکه اجتماع به کدوم طرف داره میره و اینکه اگر توی روابطمون توی ازدواجمون مشکل داشته باشیم چجوری باید فکر کنیم چجوری باید مسائل رو در میون بذاریم راجب ارتباط های درست راجب صداقت در رابطه صحبت کردیم تا کنون و در بریکمون هستیم من فکر کردم که بهتره یه صحبتی به زبان فارسی بکنم که اگه تازه رادیواتون رو باز کردین و صدای ما رو به زبان انگلیسی میشنوین توجه داشته باشین که روزای شنبه و شنبه از ساعت یک تا از ساعت دوازه تا یک بعد از ظهر ما همیشه صحبت هامون در مورد مسائل روانشناسی مسائل فرهنگی به زبان انگلیسی برگزار میشه برمیگردیم در خدمتون هستیم قسمت آخر برنامه رو با دکتر اندرادی انجام میدیم.
We are back with Dr. Andrade and we continue our conversation regarding marriage, relationship, uh, society, and changing uh, their perception from marriage, um, establishing a family, um, you know, what to do when you have issues in your marriage, um, and so many things that are related to communication, relationship, marriage, friendship, dating. And now we are back and we continue the last part of our conversation. I just wanted to say what an opportunity to live at a time that the decision is yours and you don't have that much pressure from society. Because I remember there was a time that if, for example, women or men were not married till a certain age, then everybody was questioning, you know, and especially the pressure was so much on women because at certain age, if they weren't married, they were, the families were thinking they don't have the opportunity to get married because their age is this and that. But now we are living in a time that there's no pressure from parents. Everybody as an individual has their own decision-making, the type of life they want to choose for themselves. And I see many people in their 40s or 50s even that they're not married and they say they're happy and they don't want to get married. And there are others that they are um, married, but they don't want children. But before it was very interesting that it was just like a path that you had to get married, you had to have the first child, you had to have the second child. And, and as someone was saying, you know, after you had your second child, then they would leave you alone. <laughs> then nobody <laughs> can ask how you're doing. Mm -hmm. But when you have your first child, everybody asks, oh, when you're going to have your second child? Mm -hmm. uh, so now it's different. I mean, I sometimes hear people still kind of feel that pressure. I, I, like I said, I've never been married. And it's funny. Um, I, I don't know if my mom's listening to this. She'll laugh if she is. I mean, it's probably until the last couple of years that she used to call me once a year and she would, and I'm the oldest and uh, the only one who's not married, doesn't have kids. She'd call me once a year and in the course of a conversation, wouldn't end up crying and say, I don't want you to be alone. I don't want you to end up by yourself. I just want you to be happy. And it was coming from a good place. But I remember there was times where it was like, it felt like pressure. I remember being in grad school and I'm like, I'm trying to like pass this class and these exams, like I'm freaking out over here. And, and she's thinking about that. And, and I think it came from a good place, but it was, it was pressure in a way. Like, this is the idea, like, this is what happens. Like you're supposed to get married. You're supposed to have kids. Um, she's backed off a lot, which I appreciate in that way. I think she, now it's, it, I think it comes in a better way where she's hopeful for me in those things happening, but not like I'm stagnant or behind in that way. And, and I still hear that from a lot of women out of patients who say there's that pressure uh, to, to do that. And it's maybe not, so overt, like, you know, they're not be called spinsters and, you know, they're not saying that, you know, it's too late, they're going to waste their lives. But uh, I think it's that it's it's a more subtle kind of way of feeling that pressure now. But I think it is uh, along those lines, people can say for themselves, like, I'm, you know, I'm not okay with that, or that's not something I'm interested in right now. So I think that part has definitely strengthened in regards to a person, man or woman being able to say that that's not something that they're interested interested in right now. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's, it could, I think it pops up at times where it's just like, why, why hasn't that happened? Why isn't that there? So yeah, yeah. Well, you have to have your mom connected with me to say how popular you are, 
how wonderful <laughs> you are. No worried about you. There are people that they would love you. But uh, the other thing I was going to say is that I see where your mom is coming from mm. because um, I guess you just want a best or, or a good partner for your kids. You know, yeah, yeah. I don't think it's so much marriage part, you know, but it's just making sure that somebody is there when you need to be taken care of you mm -hmm. have a partner and if yeah. something happens there's someone who cares to call and to take care of you sure. and i think every parent wants that yeah. um yeah. so we are now actually getting to a you know um a time in our life that uh, obviously we have all different sorts of people, people who are very traditional, people mm -hmm. who are living by their culture, people who are open-minded, people who have found, you know, a different lifestyle for themselves. And they feel like they want to have that lifestyle because this is what they want. And I know there's families that they're struggling because their kids are um, you know, made made uh, decisions to have a different lifestyle than the culture, than the family. Sure. There are all sorts of situations um, that we are dealing with. But one thing that, um, in a way, I'm happy is we are giving our societies getting to a point to give more permission mm. to individuals to just put their head up and say, "This is how I like to live my life." and mm you know, but you're not so much into pressure of what other people want, but what you want, you know, and my suggestion to our listeners is, it is very important to be respectful to the culture, it is very important to respect the family and parents, um, but always remember, you're the one who is going to live that life, sure. always think about it, is this what you want for yourself? And is this what you're choosing? to live because when you choose that type of life by pressure uh, i'm not sure if you're going to be happy but try to communicate and make other people who are pressuring you to understand that this is your life this is your decision this is you know this is what you're going to deal with but not them oh, definitely definitely and it kind of reminds me we, we talked before about the idea of um open uh, open relationships or open marriages and it just that reminded me because it's one of those things where I think that's something that, you know, we may be hearing more about, but, you know, does that really work for those individuals? Does that work for that couple? And I think they have to look at, you know, what does that mean to go outside of our marriage just in one aspect as far as sexually? Does that mean that? you know, one, we're able to do that. Both partners are able to do that. Um, and then two, is that something that, you know, is meant to replace something within the relationship or, or feeling as though that something isn't happening in the relationship that that is satisfying. And so I, I I'm, I'll, I'll be honest, I'm, I'm not really, how do I want to say this? I'm not really clear on open relationships and marriages in regards to the, the, the the more the longevity of that um, in some of the research that I have looked at, um, it doesn't rarely does it look like it's this ongoing kind of thing. It doesn't look like it's something that's sustained for years and years and years. Um, it looks as though it tends to people tend to 
um, kind of couple, you know, get into a relationship of some sort um, versus continuing that. Uh, so I, I guess the, the way that I look at that is, you know, is that something that is sustainable kind of long term? And it doesn't seem as though that's something that continues. Now, that doesn't mean that people can't do that. And maybe it, it does give them something in that way. But I find, and I know we talked about this a little bit, uh, kind of uh, maybe off air, but this idea of, is that sustainable, you know, for men and women, I, I think men are, are very emotional creatures, they may show it very differently, but men are, are just as emotional creatures, in regards to, you know, sex being tied to um, emotion, I think a lot of times there's this idea that men can separate that a lot easier than women. And I, I tend to, as, as a psychologist, I tend to have a lot of male uh, patients. And often I find that they're seeking another male therapist because they want to talk about these very vulnerable and very sensitive issues. Uh, and so it, the idea of a open relationship, um, for me, I see that as, as maybe something that's not sustainable or, or possible for a lot of people, because I hear a lot of uh, uh, men in their relationships feel very, very sensitive, very hurt, very um, conscientious uh, about when it comes to things like sex. Um, and so it's, it's not something I think that, again, the generalization is that, oh, men can just have sex with anybody and it doesn't mean anything. Uh, I find that's less true than, than people maybe think. Um, and so, yeah, your, your thoughts, Saide, or uh, yeah, anything? I'm to glad you mentioned, Alex, because that's the perception that at least I hear from women a lot that uh, men are not as sensitive they can mm. go out of their you know relationship and uh, have sex or you know have a, a different relationship um, go out or do different things and enjoy being with other women mm -hmm. and uh, I'm glad you mentioned that because there's a front that we see and there's a deeper level that we hear from uh, psychologists or male friends, or even I have seen in my practices that, you know, there have been men in my office that they talked about different things. And you wonder, oh, that's interesting, how sensitive this person is. Mm -hmm. I guess the ones that I have talked to, usually, they don't get that care, that love that are looking for. So they Get I mean, they give permission to themselves that now that I don't get it here, I may try to get it somewhere else. I really don't recommend that because mm -hmm. I think you something is not working. You're going after something that it makes even worse because mm -hmm. now you're living a double life. You're mm -hmm. living a life that, um, you know, you have with your family, with your wife, and then now you have another life over there usually it doesn't work. I think it's just so difficult for anyone to handle that, especially if you're an honest person. If you're looking for comfort and happiness, I don't think this brings happiness to your life. And I really don't recommend that because I think double life is the worst thing. If something is not working, try to work it out. And if it doesn't work, separate your your ways and then go find someone that works for you rather than keeping someone in that relationship and then on the other hand looking for something else to make you happy and and i'm glad you mentioned that because there's a perception um that or um you know stereotype that men are not really sensitive enough in a relationship as women but um 
definitely now, especially I've seen it in my practice and I hear from you uh, as, a, as a male psychologist that not only you are saying that, but also you have patients who admit to their sensitivity. But in general, I think there's a special kind of person who can live double life. That on one hand, you're in another relationship, and on the other hand, you're doing something behind somebody else's back. I feel like if you are that type of person who are lying to, to at least one of them, you're lying. If you're not lying to both, you know, that's a terrible life. How could you sleep? How could you feel comfortable in, in your skin? Well, I mean, even if there is an agreed upon open relationship, I, I, I still think that's a very difficult thing for people because I think somebody's going to get hurt. Somebody is going to uh, emotionally connect whether they mean to or not, or feel rejected whether they, they mean to or not. These are emotions. I always remind people, we are emotional creatures. You know, we, we tie emotion to everything we do in our life. Sex is no different. Sex is, if anything, is even more heightened in that way. And, and the, that stereotype of men not being emotionally um, connected, I think it's, it's this fallacy that's, that's put forth in, in one of the, the myths or stereotypes uh, that, that occur that men even find isn't true. And so they're, they're like, I thought I I'd be okay. And I wasn't, or I thought, you know, I said, we can have an open relationship and she was with somebody else. And and now I am hurt, you know? And so it's one of those things where it's like, no, there's the idea of something, uh, but then there's the reality of it. And, and I think for the most part, um, yes, kind of like you said, living a double life, I think is definitely problematic in the, a lot of ways. Um, I would say secrets have a cost. Uh, but then also too, even if it's something that you're, you're going outside of your relationship for as though it's supposed to sustain something within your relationship. That's tricky. I think that's very, very, very tricky. I think I mean, I, I would say, yeah, there have to be a lot of conversations and a lot of planning, a lot of, I mean, it almost, I, I think that energy could be spent better focusing on the relationship than exactly. going outside of the relationship. Yeah. And then also question yourself, you know, what do you want from love? You know what I mean? I guess sometimes we are lost in what we want. Sometimes we are lost what makes us happy. We are searching for happiness and we are doing crazy things. We are doing, mm -hmm. you know, we are buying things. We are, you know, uh, having different relationships. We are, we are just searching for happiness and we don't know that happiness is inside us and we have to search for that inside us and try to be honest with yourself and see what is it that you're looking for? You know, sometimes we are um, in a, a situation that life is running and we are running with life you know we feel like you know and this pandemic changed so many things so we stopped and we started thinking because in the past we we're going to work coming back you know just having dinner with family and doing routine things without sometimes stopping and think i think this pandemic brought so many uh, valuable, uh, you know, within sometimes worse things, sometimes they're valuable things that come um, on the way. And that's the reality of everything, you know, with every good things, there is something that is not to our favor. And there's always, you know, with bad things, there's some valuable things coming along. So I'm just saying, you know, try to know yourself and see what are you running after? 
um, you know, so when it comes to marriage or when it comes to relationship, um, find, you know, what is it that um, you want, you know, and go after that. I guess we are um, at the end of our program. And thank you, our listeners, to listen to us. Uh, we appreciate you. And I appreciate my colleagues and our conversation. And uh, we are uh, saying goodbye and wishing you a wonderful week ahead. We are going to come back next Saturday and continue um, to talk about one of the other topics of culture or psychology. Oh, shit.